0: To the DadPod Gamescast, a show where two and sometimes three dads get together and talk about games, stuff adjacent to games, dad stuff, and/or just trying to do this hobby while getting older and having less time. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Owens, and as usual, often—not always, but often—to uh, my left, your virtual right, Rick Johansson. Hello. How you doing today?
1: Pretty good. Going the cold here in the Midwest.
0: Oh, it's uh, I think we're gonna get some some nicer temperatures soon, uh, like next week. But um, uh, it, you know, it's been pretty, it's been pretty chilly. Uh, so real chilly walking the dog. If you've been uh,
1: yeah, he he doesn't mind it. We have a corgi, right? and yeah. he's got that double coat, so he actually enjoys it. You can tell, like, wow, this is great, and we're shivering
0: and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he enjoys it. That's the same for, um, we, you know, we have, we have three dogs. Um, uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned what we have. Uh, we have, uh, one Greyhound who is very, very, uh, like sensitive to cold weather and hot weather and, and being inconvenienced. Uh, it's very, uh, very, uh, I think par for the course for the breed. Um, and then we also have, uh, a great Pyrenees that we think is mixed with something, possibly a lab because she's a little bit smaller than uh, a typical Great Pyrenees. She's about 65 pounds. I mean, she's not small, but she's not like 85 to 100 pounds like you see. Yeah. Um, but I swear that dog would live out outside all year long. Uh, we took <laughs> her on a walk over the weekend, you know, and it, it obviously, you know, Rick and I live in the same neighborhood and it was very brisk. And uh, th- at the middle of the walk, uh, you know, because it was a little over a mile that we were doing, uh, she was like panting. Like uh, we're all bundled up, coats, hats, mm-hmm. gloves. Uh, and, you know, the, the dog is hot. Uh, cause, she, cause she's been putting in the work. Yeah. Uh, and then our third dog is a puppy. Uh, you know, he's almost a year old now, but he acts like uh, whatever age dogs are when they have the least amount of common sense. Uh, and he's a, <laughs> he's a mix between a Weimariner and a German shirt, short hair pointer. A lot of people think he look he lo- he does look quite a bit like a uh, black lab, but he's sl- a little bit sleeker. Uh, not quite as uh, I would say, you know, like thick in the shoulders and the chest area. Um, but he's like, uh, like a perpetual motion machine, uh, mm-hmm. just never stops infinite energy. And, uh, I think he keeps himself pretty warm, uh, from the inside, but we still give him a little, little jacket when it gets below 20. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that, uh, he's, he's got a, He's, a you know, he's like a, a bird dog, but, uh, I don't hunt and he gets cold, uh, if he's just standing around. So yep. a little ja- little, little dog jacket on him and man, he's ready to go. <laughs> no problems at all. But uh, I, I know that, uh, this being Nebraska, uh, I'm already like planning for the worst when the temperatures drop below zero and I still got to walk that, that guy. Cause I
1: know it's just, you don't have a choice. I got to get on exercise and yeah. You know. Oh, and,
0: and, and right now what uh, what Jenny and I are doing is where he's getting actually like two, one mile walks a day. Cause he just, the, the, the energy level is, is unreal. Like mm-hmm. I have, you know, in- incredibly energetic children with an incredibly energetic puppy. Uh, and that's, uh, man, that's, that takes a lot of, uh, energy for a 42 year old to try to, to try to cope with. We're just coping. We're just coping over here. Yep.
1: That's what we're doing every day. That's the true gamer dad life.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you're not, if you're not coping, you're, you're, do, you're doing it wrong or, uh, you got really lucky. Um, yeah, we had a friend actually, uh, his, his daughter was like, you could like literally like take her anywhere. She was super well-behaved. Uh, like never made a ruckus and didn't like cry, didn't throw fits. And, you know, he would always tell us, uh, what he'd tell anybody who was listening that, you know, like, like I, like, I want to take the credit for this, but she just like came this way. Like we have to do like almost nothing. We, we realized yeah. that this is not the norm. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's cool. Like, you know, enjoy that. If you get that going yep. on, enjoy that.
1: Everyone um, has a different experience. I've had uh, friends and coworkers who are just like realizing how easy of a kid they had Right. Uh, Or vice versa, you know, some people have like an easy kid and a more difficult kid. And it just varies. I shouldn't say difficult, but challenging because they all have different challenges in their own individual ages. um, Yeah.
0: You know, we we found that out. Jenny and I found that out when, uh, you know, our oldest was born. uh, He's going to turn 10 here uh, in December. So possibly when you're listening to this, uh, whenever Mm -hmm. you get around to it, it might be the month, his month. Um, But like he was just like, you know. He just, he, he just provided like a lot of challenges for us where we were just constantly wondering if like we were doing like something wrong. Um, but you know, turns out, no, you just, there's just different. It's just different. Like when we had our second kid, it's like, oh, there, there's no rhyme, reason, recipe, any of those R's. Like, this is like every single kid that comes into the world is it's like, their own completely yep. new and, uh, exciting and probably exhausting experience, um, But like, you know, that's just my, my tip to new parents everywhere is just like, hang in there. You're not, you're probably not doing anything wrong. Uh, you, you just might have a kid that's just sort of like, uh, doing things differently than what you'd heard, you know, whatever stage was going to be like. And it's like, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. Now,
1: our oldest one didn't sleep through the night until he was 14 months old. And, you know, you're always considering in in your head, like, are we doing something wrong? Yeah. Because everyone else was like, oh, he's sleeping yet. I'm like... No, not more than like a couple hour bursts here and there at most, you know, that was just my life, but you get through it and then it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, I, I, I really need to like stress that like, you know, especially because, you know, with Joey is into technology as he is my oldest, um, you know, listening to this, like he was not like doing anything wrong. It was just that like his sleep schedule was not what I had heard that like, like babies were. And, you know, I have a, you know, half siblings who all had kids and, like, you know, you sort of, like, see nieces and nephews, uh, like, it's just not the same, like, when you're a parent, like, you know, when you're, like, living with someone and, like, you don't see all, like, the little, you know, granular details of of parenting that go into, like, literally just getting through a given night, you know, uh, when they're really little. Like, my kids are great, like, now because, you know, they, they both, uh, you know, we were... Uh, it's sort of like choose your your battles which may not even be battles but we're like okay what we're gonna do is have a set bedtime and like that's just we're gonna like you know like militantly follow that we're gonna yep. we're gonna be lax on some things but if we're gonna like have one hard and fast rule and 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 uh, sadly or whatever for anybody listening uh this may not be like a magic bullet for you uh it probably won't be but for us we found that when they got like the sleep they needed, it made so many other things, uh, easier. And so like, you know, now, you know, they're just like tired, like when we hope that they're going to be tired and you know, the, my, they're usually both asleep by eight. Uh, occasionally, you know, my oldest, he, he, now that he's 10, uh, is yeah, awake past, you know, the eight 30, occasionally nine, that's pretty rare because he's just tired. Like he's ready to, he's ready to go to bed. So, yeah. um, I don't know, man. It works out like it's it's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think some of the stuff uh, that we'll talk about today kind of like feeds into that as, uh, you know, most episodes do. But we're going to talk about superhero games because, I mean, who plays games that didn't grow up playing some kind of superhero game?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I think we were both thinking about some things to discuss here for superhero games specifically, but it's some things that came out to my mind if we kind of go chronological almost and go back to. Old school days. One of the first things that I thought that I thought of was just the fact that when you were given a superhero, you're given a kind of the power fantasy, right? Usually right. they have they have powers. That's kind yeah. of the whole thing with a superhero. It's the yeah. the fantasy of having powers, flying, super strength, whatever. Superman right. being the archetypical superhero. How many games give you a health bar? And like, right. why is Superman getting punched and dying? Like, yeah, Superman
0: so, shouldn't be getting punched by you know like the, the, this this schlub, you know, no. bank robber. Like. And, yeah exactly. and, and, like taking damage you know he's like he's losing like one eighth of his health yeah uh, with with these encounters uh and so but but it's funny you brought that up because like i was thinking about that too um and i don't really remember ever thinking about it back then did you did you ever mm-hmm. like consider it or were you just like oh I, I mean
1: yeah i i'm trying to think of specific ones for you know your there were a lot of tie-in games on nes and super yeah. nintendo and that stuff like. I remember thinking even then, like, shouldn't they be nearly invulnerable, depending on the superhero in question? Right. You know, but that's... Also, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was I mean, going to say, the the biggest thing, I think, is the fact that, you know, the media may have not been as mature yet. And often right. they were tie-in pretty cheap cash grabs, right? That is what it is. <laughs> it was oh, the 80s and 90s. That's what they did. But also... I have a
0: whole, I have a whole thing, like, we're going to talk about... Because you can't talk about superhero games no. without talking about licensed games. Oh, yeah, Uh, because it wasn't just superheroes and how like, oh, man, so many of those sure were cash grabs. But like, I think uh, we we, you know, we I don't know if we've all three talked about it, but I know Eddie and I have at least talked about it at one point talking about like we got to mention licensed games at at some point, like a special episode, because that Mm -hmm. was such a huge part of our childhood. And that kind of like dictated how we felt about them. And I really feel like you and I and Eddie probably have a different knee jerk reaction to like licensed games uh than like someone who's growing up right now with with oh, licensed yeah. games but like i think that's a that's going to be like a topic i think we sh- we can explore for an hour on another on another oh, yeah. day. but yeah uh, but
1: it, it's like the thing of which just like back in the day because video games was still a pretty nascent medium it's like it was just a replacement for a video game character the right. superhero in question just happened to be another video game character which is again mm-hmm. why superman get punched in the face and lose an eighth of his health where right. that should not be the case. Right, Uh, and it feels like we haven't gotten to the point of that until pretty recently, where superhero games can fulfill that fantasy. I mean, especially looking at the current ones, them being Spider-Man Two or sorry, Marvel's Spider-Man Two, yeah, uh, where it gives you that kind of power fantasy to actually visualize and experience the power set because usually that's what's unique about it. But have you got a chance
0: to play it yet? The new the new Spider-Man?
1: I have not. No, I'm working through my backlog. Uh, I still have not even played the yeah the Marvel Spider-Man or Spider-Man Two. I have not. Yet, I know those are both really good, yeah. Uh, it as we, we most of us know, being at a gamer dad, it takes a bit yeah. of a commitment to play the big open world games, yeah. so
0: I recently did finish Spider Man 2 because uh, it was kind of like a birthday like present. I can't remember, I might have bought, actually bought it for myself as a birthday present, but mm-hmm. so I'd been kind of like chipping away at it. And it's no secret that you know, you get to be Venom in it. Uh, and when you're talking about the power fantasy, I feel like it really comes through in those segments. Mm -hmm. that uh they have done some really really cool stuff i won't spoil anything for you because again it's not i don't think it's (laughs) i don't think it's a spoiler (laughs) to mention that venom is in the game Um, but there are parts where when you control venom they have added a a, an extra layer of like visceral tactile feedback that i Mm. really think nails uh just absolutely nails the power fantasy it really like you know, like the the super duper duper ultra mega cliche thing. Like it, you feel like Spider Man, for example. Like every yeah. media outlet, like pretty much said it in their review. But you actually do get a sense of uh, of what it might be like to be uh, a villain, uh, like causing havoc in a couple scenes. Uh, and mm-hmm. th- those set pieces are very cool. Um, and so I'm really excited for um, like you and Eddie and uh, other people I know to to to, to get around to it. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did want to mention, though, like when we're talking about like health bars and like Superman shouldn't, you know, be losing health. And I, I think that's why it really worked well as, like and and has always worked well for the Batman games, because he's mm-hmm. like I mean, he is he's ultimately just a dude. He's just a dude who is at like the absolute physical peak of human conditioning and mortal martial artistry but he's Mm -hmm. still a dude you know he's gonna take damage the way that they wouldn't and you know going all the way back to the sunsoft batman games on nes i don't know how much you have ever messed with those but the music is
1: is playing in my head right now yeah they're so good (laughs)
0: like uh i don't know like they were some like technical wizards for the nes like i feel like those games actually kind of still hold up today like Mm -hmm. if you're if you're not as long as you're not expecting a spider-man 2 ps5 experience like saying no i want to i want to play like a really good retro game like both batman and uh return of the joker on uh on the nes are 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 really good um
1: even the game boy game is good i think i mean it's like there there's a lot of good batman games because like you said it it works as a video game character because, yeah, yeah, he has his wits and his tricks and his skills, but yeah. again, he's not an invulnerable, so.
0: Right, and I mean, I know Batman has made suits, like, I, know, I already know that there's, like, people thinking, <laughs> you know, when they listen, they're like, oh, well, Batman has made, like, suits so he can go toe-to-toe with Superman. I know, like, that's not what I'm talking about, I'm just talking about, like, Batman in a rubber Batman suit, basically, you know? Like, and we're talking about those games. We're talking about Michael Keaton. Does <laughs> the uh, does the rubber
1: suit have features that you can? No, sorry. <laughs> oh,
0: like uh, like uh, like nipples. Uh yeah. that? is that Batman return? Batman Forever. Batman yeah. Forever. I think. Uh, and that since you mentioned it, there is a Batman Forever on the Genesis. I think mm-hmm. it could have been on multiple platforms, but I think that's where I played it on uh, the most. What yeah. what were like? What were you know in Sweden? You know you've talked about. Growing up with different retail uh, like options and stuff, mm-hmm. like what were what was your like uh, the variety of superhero games when you were growing up? What was that? What was that like?
1: Well, uh, I think the biggest thing is to kind of remember, especially during the sixteen bit era, the Genesis and well, in my region, and the Mega Drive, did not have the same kind of. To me, that was the era of the mascot here in the U.S. Right? There were right. m- mascot games being cranked out. There was uh, every week there was a new angry looking animal human mm-hmm. hybrid with sunglasses, right? Yeah. It was the the era of the mascots. And we didn't really get that same way because there was um, a lot of those were tied into products. Like the first one I think is Chester cheetah, right? With the Cheetos right. and stuff. We didn't have that. And I remember reading magazines like, oh cool, because I had no idea on the brand tie-in. So right. we gotta look at the stuff through that lens because let's be honest, I mean, most superhero things or by extension, you know, uh, you think like turtles and and Yes. And the Transformers and stuff, they're all absolutely financial cash tie ins of some variety, right? They're trying to sell you more of something. Yeah, so,
0: so wait, we real quick. Did you have Turtles, Transformers, GI Joe? I mean, I was that mm-hmm. GI Joe is one I was going to ask about because that's a very yeah. American inspired, uh, you know, it's just like American army dudes basically. Like, yeah, so I think I, I saw an
1: eagle behind you right now screeching, but yeah, yeah no, yeah, we actually had GI <laughs> Joe, I actually had the crossover, uh, Comic with the Transformers and G.I. Joe in my own collection.
0: Oh, that's um, really cool. So
1: it was there, but it didn't have nearly the same. It was just kind of like military dudes. There was no right. tie in to, to, you know, the local armed forces. So um, it was because, a little like a new we sort trend. of take
0: it for granted. We're like, yeah, this was popular, but it like, yeah, of course it would be popular. It was America in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like this is what the kids wanted, you know?
1: Yeah. So it's just some superhero stuff made it, some didn't, because of course, like anything else, they look at it, is there a market for it? Is there any point to importing this game here or regionalize it? Um, And that's always fun for me. It's just to go back and explore the NES, Genesis, Super Nintendo, um, you know, PC Engine, TurboGrafx-16 library to see the games I might have missed out on, including superhero games. Uh, Yeah. And especially if you dip into the Asian side, you can get some real, I mean, you look at Ultraman, which is of course very popular by comparison here um you know there's been some some amazing games like that and it's, it blurs the line too quickly because you think of like astro boy a superhero or is it just a manga like
0: you know the funny thing is i was try- I was when i was coming up with the list i was just what when i as weird as it sounds as you know like i make like a lot of like notes and stuff like this but like my notes are often like just top of my head because i don't want to be like poisoned by knowledge like by I don't want to I don't want to get on the podcast and read a Wikipedia page like anybody can go do that. So I'm trying to like, OK, what are my experiences? Like you were talking about the brand tie ins with Chester Cheetah. And then I was immediately wondering, did Rick ever play like Cool Spot? Like literally the seven yes. up dot. Yes, like I did game. that. So so that game is like I don't know if he's a superhero, uh, but I do know that like I have fond memories of that game. But I can't actually remember if it was good because I haven't played it in so long but i think it was decent and it was yeah. weird because uh you know you wouldn't expect those those tie-ins the uh, commercial brand tie-in games to be good uh for uh, well you what year did you come here
1: 2006 so, so. okay
0: so you were real close Do you, did you have any experience when they uh <laughs> xbox 360 and a uh, had like uh the Burger King game tie-ins i
1: i owned them yeah we definitely oh. uh we went and bought them right away because Hey, it was three games for just a few dollars, right? So, so,
0: so it's it's kind of incredible that those are legitimately pretty decent for yeah. Burger King games. Like, uh, yeah. I'm I still think about them sometimes. Like, I still like occasionally will send like gifts of like those games, like because it's hilarious. But like, you know, my friends all remember what it was. It was like Burger. There was like Burger King games from <laughs> on Xbox. It was they're just, decent. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. Uh, yeah. uh, Unexpected, but like in a good way
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now I, and, and is
1: the king a superhero is it just
0: no <laughs> so I'm but that's the thing like so okay, uh i'm gonna like flex my nerd card a little bit, like there's a lot of places online where you can go to kind of like check out the power levels of superheroes mm-hmm. uh Marvel has their own scale, um it's not like super detailed uh I like the more the more numbers, the better because there's so many superheroes and villains. That are on so many different levels and tiers of power that I don't think you can like I have a a, a complete set of Marvel uh, 1993 Impel trading cards, and they have a, a scale of one to seven on like five different categories of how powerful something is. I'm like, well, like Dr. Doom, you know, is like a seven or, or sorry, like a six on a couple things. But then like you compare him to like Celestials. actually, they don't have any ratings. They're too powerful to be rated according to the card. But you've got some like cosmic entities that are sevens. I'm like, okay, so you're trying to tell me that it's only like one standard deviation. like Dr. Doom could go like you're not we're not talking about God Emperor Doom uh, that the folks uh, fans of Dr. Doom may know, uh, where he took the power of the Beyonder and uh, basically created a world in a <laughs> rapidly dying universe. very, very cool. But like, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about like regular Dr. Doom, very powerful dude. Uh, But like on like superhero terms, like fighting the Avengers, but not like fighting cosmic entities like eternity and, you know, things like that. And so I like when you can have more details. So uh, I don't take any I I, I don't take any of the the sort of like independent places as like gospel. But there's a superhero database, which I love Mm -hmm. because I can go down the rabbit hole seeing relatively speaking comparing superheroes and villains and they have so many people like from so many different like fandoms on there that you wouldn't expect so you know that might be some homework for any of the listeners to see if burger king the burger king is on the superhero database because they have so many things that you would be kind of shocked uh, to see and then like some folks that, like mario's on there last i checked he was like i don't know like three hundred thousand on the power level like and this is like captain america's like 13 or something so like i yeah. mean <laughs> you know you add all the
1: powers he has and i mean he can turn to elephant right so yeah yeah it's uh, so but yeah, like th- it, this really reeks of the uh the shaggy you know power yeah. meme stuff and that's oh my god
0: i think shaggy is on there post meme and like pre-meme like like folks yeah. have gone like so deep on this but mm-hmm. like so so ultimately where we were going with this after i just like rambled on what is a superhero? Well, I mean, I think we're, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of play flat, fast and loose and consider mm-hmm. anything we talk about. Is basically a superhero because, uh, it has relevance to, to, to the topic. Um, but yeah. what, what do you, what do you think was like your first or close to your first superhero game that like you enjoyed? Cause there mm-hmm. were some that were bad, like legitimately not great. Very That's forgettable. A good
1: question. Uh, I got to think back because I do to think of anything on NES or Super Nintendo. Um, I did definitely enjoy uh, Batman on NES. Uh, yeah. My neighbor across street had an a, a Amiga 500. Um, so we played some games on there. I'm trying to remember now which ones. See, it's like, on-
0: we missed out on most of the Amiga. Um, yeah. And if it wasn't for the really awesome... Uh, emulation suite. Uh, what is it? Amiga Vision? Is that we were just talking yeah. about this fairly recently? Amiga Forever
1: has a bundle, basically. Yeah, uh, they're the and ones so, that own the license now. So
0: and and for what it's worth, this is not actually stealing. Like often ROMs are. Like the the main mm-hmm. dude, like that, that's still around, like that you know was like in charge of Amiga. He was like, no, it's cool, man. Just like go play the stuff.
1: If you if you buy it from Amiga Forever, you're actually getting a licensed copy of the Kickstart, which is basically yep. the ROM to run the computer. So yep. it is a legitimate real copy so. and,
0: and 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 it is really worth it because of like how much stuff is on there oh yeah and they've got like cur- they've got like curated lists like this like you have to like keep in mind like the the what you're getting is not just a set of roms uh imagine like a uh sort of like specialized you know version of steam or, or your you know your browser of choice your launcher of choice that has like all of it curated for you in various lists. Like you can look up certain like creators and stuff like that. Check out their lists because there's, there's so many games like you, sometimes you might just want to know where to start, especially if you're like me and didn't have any Amiga experience. Uh, You can just like go in there, you know, like Mm -hmm. and check out this, like, you know, this bespoke launcher and find all this awesome stuff. Um, And the the reason I brought that up is I can't remember if there are any superhero games in the, list but if there are you should check them because I mean it's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a Batman game for the Amiga 500 as well which is excellent. It was actually a pack-in game in Britain I think for a kind of like a bundle. Uh, uh, and it was one of those like rare occurrences where there was a good pack-in game and not just yeah. like kind of a shovelware.
0: Unless it was like Nintendo because you know up yeah. through Super Mario World they uh they would pack in, you know, Mario 1 and the uh, yeah. Duck Hunt and I mean Duck Hunt was fine. World Class Track Meet was fine. Uh, but you know you were getting it for for mario but like then i feel like consoles started shipping with uh who knows what um Mm -hmm. i just saw in various stores it might even be costco uh they're selling a bundle with xbox series s with a physical copy of yeah i don't know like fifa or something i'm like yeah i'm not not sure how that's gonna gonna work it's gonna be
1: really disappointed for christmas eve there (laughs) where do
0: you put the disc in i don't understand uh Mm -hmm. telepathy um yeah man I, I keep coming back to those batman games and you know i'll tell you what also like i am definitely going to count the ninja turtles as superheroes because i played the heck out of all three of the original oh, yeah. NES games uh the first one incredibly hard uh you know i guess one of my cool like feats as a kid is i was regularly able to do the damn level uh mm-hmm. like without game genie um i it, it, i don't have a lot of like video game like cool points uh Mm -hmm. i've got like i could regularly do the damn level um and i got a platinum trophy for bloodborne and like that's that's pretty much it like it's it's like the the (laughs) very (laughs) distant past and the near future are in the last two years
1: i landed on the uh the um uh carrier in uh why am i forgetting the name the nes flight game
0: uh top gun
1: uh top gun was it top Gun? why am I forgetting the name of the, f- the gun? uh, the game. yeah, it's Top Gun, right?
0: Well, they, I mean, they had like Pilot Wings was later, but there was like oh, definitely a, yeah, definitely yeah. a why licensed I, yeah. Top Gun game. And I don't, I'm don't know why. Sure, I'm... I'm pretty sure I'd never landed on the carrier. Yeah,
1: I did actually, I streamed uh, NES games, uh, a year or so ago. And then, yeah. uh, with the crowd cheering me on, I managed to land on the carrier. The oh. only time in my life. I did not manage to do it the second time in the same stream, however. So doesn't matter. Fleeting. Did
0: it, did it once. Did it. Yep. One is one is all you need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that turtles game, that first turtles game, was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, Like it's kind of interesting when you think about it. I've actually learned a lot about that game from speedrunners. Mm-hmm. Like like about saving the pizzas and then like like refreshing the screen, like going up and down a ladder to like refresh the screen to like you know like reposition like health items or yeah. something like that i could be wrong on how they did it but it was like really interesting because it was they were playing it obviously speedrunners play games in ways that we're not uh typically we're not going out there and doing they're thinking about like way outside the box yeah and like i learned a lot about that game but one thing i thought was super interesting is there is a part where you're in the technodrome and uh i mean at one point when i was a kid like i did i finally got a game genie it was like the coolest thing in the world uh and you could like turn on basically uh invincibility well there's like this pool of acid that you have to jump over like in in the game like if you fall on it you die and it's a very hard jump and i think this jump is the one that in like the the dos version is impossible because like it's (laughs) literally programmed in a way that makes it physically impossible to make the jump so it's like you basically have to do a pixel perfect jump and if you don't you land in the acid and you die. But if you have the game genie on and you have invincibility on, you don't die. And you're mm. basically just locked. Yeah. And uh, it was devastating the first time I got that far because yeah. like it's very much like toward the end of the game and you can't you can't do anything. You got to turn it off and uh, just, you know, you got to sit with that. You got to just be defeated. You got to be defeated yeah. by your own hubris. You, you tried to cheat the like, game and it taught you. you, you know,
1: the the concept of playing your favorite superhero or whatever it might be on a game was amazing to begin with like yeah you can play and then I, we talked about that before too how the story modes in modern games and the lower difficulties make it much easier to get into it. if you just want to play the game and enjoy right. it not worry about the difficulty you can but you know back then the games might have been some of them were brutally difficult like right all the turtles game like you just mentioned. oh
0: that first turtles game man
1: yeah, and it's good, but it's just like, hey, I recognize that character, and like the order of the turtles is still ingrained in my brain from the select screen in that game. Yeah, right? that, that's the order turtles should be. It should be yeah. Leo Raph, Mikey, and Donnie, right? Yeah, and it it was so cool to see it. I I certainly never beat it or got that far in it, but I sure gave it a try over and over because again, yeah. I was playing my favorite, you know, comic superhero, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, friend, friend of the show, my best friend since since childhood, uh, Ryan uh, O'Callaghan, big, big-time Turtles fan. And, like, he and I used to just, like, you know, like, draw Turtles and watch Turtles, like, play with the figures, play the games. Uh, and so we were really excited when the second one came home, which was mm-hmm. the NES port of the arcade game, which, it's super weird, because <clears throat> it definitely, like, looks like that. Uh, and you're playing it at home. And I mean, obviously, you, you don't have an arcade to compare it to at the time. You know, you can't just like do like a side by side. You're like, yeah, this this is basically what I remember from the arcade. Yeah. But it's like so wildly not the same just in the way that it handles and the way that it feels. Obviously, in the way that it looks, yeah. Uh the the arcade was like just drop dead gorgeous at the time. Amazing. I was like, and the music was so good. It was just like the theme song was the theme song. You know what I mean? Yep um you know speaking of ryan he has like you know when arcade one up did the turtles cabinet that was like the first <laughs> one he got he, he it had to happen like
1: yeah
0: he, you know he just he that was just gonna it was it, there was no chance that he wasn't gonna buy it and like that game like we spent so much time co oping on it you know it wasn't four player and the, the, the nes could do four player i think on occasion like certain mm-hmm. games like if you had a multi-tap but like that game was so much fun to play co-op sitting in your bedroom or your couch, like wherever you're at, like with your best friends, you know, eating pizza, just like the turtles, like being the turtles and, you know, just seeing how far you can get. Uh, and you know, man, we did that. We did that a whole bunch. Yeah. Did you? Those...
1: So, yeah, I actually, um, did not play the NES version until much, much later. However, so I grew up in a small town in Sweden, and there was maybe at best one arcade machine per summer at the local burger joint, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a King of Fighters there one time, and I spent like every every spare change I had on that machine. But
0: King of Fighters on. at least is legit. Like, that's a yeah, good game. Like, it was good. At least, I got at least pretty good. I... Like, at least it wasn't like a garbage game because... No, exactly. So some that's arcades why I... will bring in the crap, and then st- you'll still pay for it because it's there. And you're like... Yep. I, my, I'm done eating. I want to go play something.
1: Yep. No, we, uh, so what happened is a lot of times, so you got to remember then if there's any mm-hmm. European listeners, of course, but just it's, it doesn't take that long to get to different countries. So often in the summer, we would ride the uh, ferry from Sweden down to Denmark or mm-hmm. Germany, right? <laughs> and you can basically get from uh, from Sweden to Denmark uh, in two hours with the ferry. And they can't That's not turn it on. At all. There's, like, and then there's you can ferry take, rides
0: in America that take that long just to get yeah. across like a bay, <laughs> you know?
1: And that brings the car, too. That's a car ferry, so a huge one. And they couldn't turn on the slot machines and the arcade machines until they were outside of Swedish waters because the gambling was not allowed right. to operate in Swedish waters. So the family we would go with me and the friends there would basically go stand there salivating at these machines that weren't turned on and waiting for like the, the, the international line to pass. And yeah. boom. All the slot machines fired up, and then that glorious Turtles game was on one ferry one time. Oh man, it was so it, good! Yeah, and it booted up, and like I, I mean, I begged my parents for spare change, anything I can get just to get a few more minutes of playtime. And oh, then dude. we finally uh, the, the the ferry was docking, and we had to get off. That was that was sad. But
0: so I I don't know how big Adam Sandler was. This is related in uh, Sweden when you were growing up. Uh, like, um, oh my God, why can't I remember it? Uh, the movie before Happy Gilmore. Where he goes back to school. Why is happy, my brain? Well, is I'm not sure either.
1: With... But Happy Gilmore is the one that made him a, a star, at least in, in
0: yeah. where I was. So, um, oh my god, I, I don't know why I can't remember. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah. But it doesn't. It, that, that's not the point. Uh, we went to a movie theater. Uh, it was since closed down. It was at a movie theater called Indian Hills for my buddy Eric's birthday. And they had the Turtles game just outside the theater. And so we kept going out in like pairs and playing and like missing parts of the movie, despite the fact that it was hilarious. And like, there was like cuss words and we were all like a little bit young for that many kind of (laughs) cuss words. I'm not going to lie. But like, that's how good we felt like that Turtles game was. Like we couldn't stop playing it. And so we kept like getting quarters and going back. Um, And like, I don't know why, like, you know, it's, it's like a memory that has just, like, stuck with me uh, forever Uh, because of, like, how good the game was, the fact that Mm. we were seeing a movie we weren't supposed to... Like, we felt like gods. (laughs) 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 We were, like, like, 10 years old, just thinking, like, it was just, like, the coolest thing, like, ever. Yeah, we're lucky in a sense that Turtles itself, like, similar
1: with Batman, it lends itself pretty well to a video game right yep. and they're martial artists it's great because you have moves and they're vulnerable etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but what if your favorite superhero is like silver surfer and all you had to play was that nes silver surfer game you know oh that was not good no and that was not I, good. I know avgn has covered that too and that, you know mm-hmm. there's there's these games that are legendarily horrible and there's way more of those than are the good ones when it comes yeah. to super, superhero games
0: Oh, the movie is uh, called Billy Madison. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Billy Madison.
1: <laughs> but uh, like we talked about, like, how superhero games that come into their own now, I felt like as we got closer and closer to 2000 and on, the game system started catching up. Like you got the Spider-Man 2, the movie tie-in, which was excellent. right? right? Uh, I haven't played the whole thing, but it's just like it, it's really good and it a, enables you Do, do you mean the one for,
0: uh, for PS2? Uh, PS2, PS2 GameCube, and
1: Xbox, right? I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, and there was one uh, on PSP. But it was not the same one that like the big the big boy consoles got. Yeah, it was like uh, a little bit toned down. But if I recall, like I feel like that was still pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, I borrowed that for a weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, I didn't beat it or anything, but I was like, this is pretty good.
1: It's yeah. pretty good. There's a lot of games like that. It feels like at that point, developers not only had the tools to many times you need kind of like a cityscape. To me, superheroes are synonymous with rooftops and cities, right. and,
0: yeah. and that's
1: hard to do in in a 16-bit era. Besides side scrolling, because I mean, there's plenty of those yeah. with like you know Iron Man versus Battle War, and
0: yeah, there's so many. And I was of these, even like... thinking of like uh, that's the Spider-Man Maximum Carnage game that might have been yeah. as popular for like the red cartridge, the bright blood red oh, cartridge yeah, yeah. that it that it had on Super Nintendo. But like, yeah, you're right. That was like the first levels, like rooftops, Spider-Man swinging. Yep. Like there's, I think, I think actually Spider-Man, the one where it's like Spider-Man and X-Men versus Arcade, Arcade. Oh, Revenge. that one's terrible. I was was Um, going to mention that
1: too, because I think I mentioned it before. So we had rental cartridges right at my parents' uh, business. So I was able to rent 16-bit games, or at least SNES. Um, More or less unrestricted, but we're only restricted to the games they actually got. It's not like they were going to get more games. Sure. Uh, And they had that one. And it was one of the few superhero games we had on Super Nintendo available there. So I rented that several times. And I tried to like it. I really, really tried. But it's just the idea being like, here's Gambit, the cool, like, 90s, extreme, awesome superhero. And he's being chased by this huge wheel and you die. Yeah. What just happened?
0: And it's so weird because, like, I was playing the Genesis one earlier today because I was trying to, like, refresh myself on it. Um, And, like, you start with Spider-Man. And, like, he sticks to the wall sometimes, like, when Mm -hmm. you, like, jump toward it. And then like, sometimes you're just trying to like, dude, Spider-Man, go up the, Spider-Man, come on. No, now I need you to go, Spider-Man, you have to go down. It's like, I felt like I was just battling the controls. I'm like, I haven't even gotten to the X-Men. I haven't even like seen the villain because like, I'm just like having so like terrible a time with these, with these controls that like, Mm -hmm. I remember thinking the game at the time was fine because like, I had kind of like a, I was just happy to like have new games. Even yeah. if like a, like new new as in like new to me like so if it was like something I hadn't played it had superheroes in it like I was interested yeah. uh, and I think it was because we had the time and the patience like yeah the controls suck but like once you get used to it you know like, you can get used to some pretty bad controls uh, I've mentioned it before I think the controls like in Red Dead Redemption Two are absolute garbage but yeah, the I game know. is great the game is great it just handles like 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 garbage like like a bathtub on wheels that's what your horse is. Yep. And like so, like I was like, you know, I'm gonna go back and play some of these games I remember liking, but I'd not, I don't remember a lot of. And then I kept running into the the controls problem today. I was like, this doesn't feel good to play. <laughs> yeah, but also it's like uh, when you think about specifically that
1: game, uh, not Red Dead Redemption Two, but the um, Spider Man X Men, like they really. They don't let you live that power fantasy. It's still, no. you could just, you could just transpose these characters with any other generic video game character. And yeah. they often have superpowers. Like, I don't remember Cyclops having like a meter on his beam where all of a sudden right. you can shoot anymore or, you know, they have to restrict you in some way because they were yeah. not only design limited, but also probably not, they were just trying to get a tie-in game out pretty quickly, you, right? You want Usually. to know why
0: putting a meter on Cyclops is some BS nonsense? Cyclops has his faults, don't get me wrong, because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's a goody two shoes and... Um, I don't know. He's kind of a douchebag sometimes. But mm-hmm. Cyclops' powers come from literally an alternate dimension. Like he is like <laughs> channeling the power of an entire dimension through his eyeballs. Yeah. There, you do not have a meter on that. Like, I know. But, <laughs> but that's what they have to on, do, right? Come on, Acclaim. I feel like it was a claim that made most of these games. Yeah, they did.
1: <laughs> but then you, it's like when you fast forward a little bit then, I think I mentioned it to you before here. For me, one of like the perfect mid-2000s superhero games would be like uh, Infamous because... Yeah. There's a logical grounding of the power, meaning that you have to absorb electricity, things like yep. that. It makes sense. They were able to build not only the narrative structure for it that to make sense, but they made it cool and fun. And like...
0: Like everything in that game feels good.
1: Yeah, everything. Like the sniping and the exploding and the story. And it, it feels to me like the perfect type of superhero game because there's logical limitations on it. Again, you're not playing yeah. Superman. Um, and he's just a dude that can shoot electricity. And right. I don't know, it all clicked so, so well. And of course, it was gritty because it was mid-2000s. It's, right, you know, everything, was, everything dark, was gritty. That's that uh, urine filter that was so popular in the 2000s.
0: I just think that was like a standard PS3 uh, equipment yeah. at the time. It was like the filter is built in. They just dealt with it. They just knew it was yeah. going to happen. It was going to be exactly.
1: there. But it, it became that convergence with now the technology is caught up and the developers have enough tools so they can kind of visualize that dream of playing a superhero and get that power fantasy. Because... When you have all your powers, you feel like a god flying around and zapping yeah. everything. It's super satisfying. So Yeah.
0: And you're like, you know, it's a, there's a logical progression to powering up because, you know, you're there at at the genesis. what's his hmm. is his name Cole? I feel like his yeah, name is Cole. Cole. Um, and uh, you know, you you sort of go through it with it. You're learning with him. It all makes like sense, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you're not having to suspend your disbelief. It it, it gives me well, gave me the same feeling I had when I was playing the Batman games. I didn't have to like wonder what the meters and stuff were actually trying to tell me because that was some, some, some crap that they grafted on because Batman was a dude who could, if he gets, if Batman gets shot with a bullet, Batman has to go to the hospital, right? Yeah. If he does, if he gets hit somewhere that's not like protected by his suit
1: or uh, plot armor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like <laughs> Batman, if he has enough prep time can beat anyone, uh, yeah. according to the comics. Um, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. Please don't get mad at me, comic, comic book fans. Um, I agree with you, man. Infamous was so good. It, we, we talked about this uh, once before, uh, you know, briefly. I, I think that we are ready for, like, an Infamous remaster. Yeah. Uh, you know, the DLC, uh, the second one. Um, uh, heck, even do Second Son, you know like you yeah. just put it just put it all together and like a. I i mean if you look at like the uncharted collection with like all three uncharted does it come with the fourth one or does it just come with like lost legacy i can't remember i now. think
1: it's just uh original remember. three yeah i can't remember now
0: it, it doesn't matter i'm just saying like if they're able to do a collection with all three uncharted games there's no reason you can't package three infamous games and then get us ready for a sequel like yeah like it, it's just, it, they're just, they're just good. Like yeah, if you haven't um, played them and you have access to a way to play them, you sh- you should do that.
1: Yes, it is by far them, like again, that convergence of power fantasy, logical progression, and you're just excited for the next power you get. And it helps right. that versus you're not playing an established character, right? That you know uh-huh. the moveset and you're expecting and Spider-Man's web shooter punching, right. you know, Spider-Sense. Uh, you don't have to work within that limitation. So they do get an extra easy way to Slowly progress you throughout the character development. Right.
0: And uh, and it's uh it's realistic in the sense that you know you and I both watch uh you know Invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh I said I got the the compendium recently because I, I was getting tired of the possibility that the internet might be spoiling uh the show for <laughs> me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna read ahead. This is what I did with Game of Thrones. Uh <laughs> yeah. you can't you can't spoil it for me. Um <clears throat> but like that and the boys are like gritty, like if superheroes are real. Uh, it would not be as like sunny and bright and colorful as Marvel often makes it out to be. It would yeah. be much more, uh, a, a lot of more, you know, b- higher body count. Um, yeah. Because like people figuring out that they can like, you know, like w- warp electricity to make it do interesting things. Uh, is going to accidentally hit a, hit a guy once in a while. Yep. And uh, you know, we know that that's not a good mixture.
1: Oh, no, that's why the voice is so good too. Cause they, they do explore that all the bad parts of it, but um well this not is a game superhero,
0: but... this is a superhero podcast man we we talk about the boys too it's great yep. it's a great show oh it's watch great show
1: always oh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic more for the dark humor more than anything yeah
0: um have you watched gen v also by the way i just i'm not to... no
1: it's on my list oh, but
0: do it do it uh before the new boys season comes out because i feel like it's uh it's gonna yeah. be a, it's it's gonna it kind of takes place more or less i mean there's flashbacks blah blah blah. I'm not gonna talk about that but i think that you will you will like it it's real yeah
1: good. i should watch it for sure because it's. At this, you know, we're getting now into an age where superheroes are becoming a little bit of a trope and kind of like played out. In yeah. a sense. Especially, you know, the MCU, for example, was fantastic leading up to Infinity War and Endgame. And then it just kind of, I mean, just kind of haphazard, nothing yeah. really solidified. It's hard to create a, a sense of foreboding dread the same way, especially when right. Kang is, you know, beaten by Ant-Man. Yeah, uh, that is
0: like, there's like, yeah, you. that is a huge, like, criticism with the current arc that they were working on. <clears throat> let alone, you know, like Jonathan Major's like Legal Troubles. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they have taken a lot of the arcs from the comics, like Infinity War, you know, and, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline was like a huge one. But they've also taken a lot of like really like far down the list of priorities uh, storylines, yeah. which isn't bad. Like, I mean, I like a lot of it. Uh, you know, uh, my my boys are really into it. Um, and so... I'm into it. I mostly, you know, mostly my youngest is into it, but my, mm-hmm. you know, my oldest will, <clears throat> oh, he'll, he will occasionally uh, sit down and watch, especially he likes the Spider-Verse uh, movies. Uh, oh, those, those are, are fantastic. Like, that's like, we're not talking about like bottom of the barrel there. We're talking about like extremely, oh. extremely excellent uh, cinema.
1: Oh yeah. There. Easily the, the best. I mean, you could, I mean, I don't even know. The, the layering of those uh, Spider-Man movies are so fantastic. Yeah, and just, I,
0: I love it. Yeah. Uh, but again, see, I have, uh, I feel like I have realistic expectations when I go into a superhero movie, you know? Yeah. I'm not expecting like Academy award-winning like performances and stuff. I just want to see like superheroes using cool superpowers and in, like interesting stories. Yep. Right. It's, like, so it's a popcorn movie <laughs> and and there's absolutely like nothing wrong with it. And the fact that like, you know, like my kids get like a lot of enjoyment out of it makes it mm-hmm. even better. Uh, and you
1: it, know, it's has a of Like I, I will do a, a tangent yet still uh attached, if you will. Yeah. Because that's what it's turned into. And of course, Marvel has basically redefined uh the current modern superhero movie. I mean, starting right. with Iron Man, it changed the game completely. And that's the expectation now that they're quipping and stuff like that. Yeah. If you go back and look at the previous stuff before then, I would, you know, the original Spider Man trilogy has its ups and downs. Right. Uh but like X-Men 2, for example, is just fantastic because yeah. it's it's I so much like, more about a it's like less about the a spectacle two, and yeah, they're really good. And it's less about the spectacle and more about the human story behind it. Yeah. And then you get to Superman Returns, for example, which is a tie into the game as well, which I really enjoy, but it's definitely a slower one. It's not Superman flexing his super strength or flight or anything. It's extremely right. human story. And that's Brian Singer, of course, which I had yeah. high hopes for from X Men 2. Yeah. And I think it landed up with a thud. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. Show that that kind of movie is hard to pull off, uh, especially when a character like Superman is so defined by his power set and not right. his feelings. Right. But it did Although, have an interesting I mean, tie game, right? Because yeah. <laughs> that one is interesting because he doesn't have a health bar. Metropolis is a health bar. He is invulnerable in that one.
0: Yeah. And Metropolis
1: I, can be damaged, so tries to spin that a little bit. It's a mediocre yeah, I, game, but...
0: I, I, I think that there has been... A lot of times this one you know specifically superman returns is like uh how am i what am i trying to say it's like a lot of interesting ideas that like i maybe given more time or another franchise would be like really cool to see in like i don't know like that's what i kind of want like a triple a studio to do Mm -hmm. because we're getting to the point now where similar to mcu you know marvel burnout that a lot of you know moviegoers are experiencing I think in some ways we're getting a little bit of triple A burnout. Like we're getting to the point where like, you know, Assassin's Creed, like the most recent one for Mirage has gone back to the like old formula because like, as, as good as I've heard Valhalla is like, I've, I I heard I've just, the the thing that most people will agree on is that it it can be kind of exhausting. Yeah. And, and that's been kind of like open world collectathons, uh, Achilles heel where, you you're just like oh i'm doing the same thing again it's just a different setting but literally feels like i've done this a million times and it's because i have you know yeah and i think even uh i think oh gosh what i'm trying to remember what episode eddie and i were talking about it on but we're talking about like the prestige like sony brand of game that's yeah. like you know the 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 hbo tvs of you know video games or whatever yep uh you know and people are you know uh, starting to grumble about like that like this hyper polished narrow uh like narrow in scope like it's like hang on do you want it to be open world or do you want these like highly polished like you know like hallways that are like Mm -hmm. expertly crafted you know awesome set pieces great writing like uh, gamers are just never going to be happy. Uh, I've decided like, because like they, they, I I think they, they are tired of something. They, they can't quite articulate what it is in some cases. I'm not saying everybody, by the way, I'm saying like, there are certain segments that are like, Oh man, I'm feeling so burnt out. I don't know exactly what it is, but no one's giving me what I want right now.
1: I think that, um, and I listened to other podcasts discussing this as well, how the double A space has an opportunity here. Yeah, like that RoboCop game that just came out.
0: I want to play is, that like real bad. RoboCop yeah. superhero, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's he's got all the hallmarks of a superhero. He's just set in a very very brutal environment. But yeah, it shows a game that did not have a AAA budget. It was not made by AAA studio. It to have some jank. I mean, it's just it can't be that like you said the hyper polished thing. You get something from a God of War. Or Horizon, whatever you know, Spider Man, all these super polished tentpole franchises. You know what they're going to be near flawless, but you miss out on the ideas. And what's going to happen now is that we're just waiting for the next God of War sequel, the next Horizon sequel, the next Spider Man sequel. Right? There's no one wanting to ever take that risk because I mean, I get it. It takes
0: I mean, there are some money to develop these games now. It's yeah, it's it's the cost, and you know, uh, you got to remember that, like you know. Cabillionaire publishers, you know quadrillionaire folks, like they don't just want to make lots of money; they want all of the money. Yeah, like as like they want to squeeze every ounce of blood from that turnip. You can't squeeze blood from a turn. Well, they're gonna try. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. There's no amount of of money that is that is enough, and so you know if, if they made the same billion dollars, uh, you know year over year, they made ten billion last year and this year. Well, th- they start start laying people off because it wasn't yeah. exponential growth, and that sucks because what you get is stagnant ideas. You're gonna yeah. get what sells. It's literally why Call of Duty is the same. I mean, they're they're remastering Call of Duties, <laughs> like yeah. they're they're remastering the thing of the formula that they created. Uh, And it's not even them, you know, I'm not, I'm picking on Call of Duty a little bit, but that's what like John Madden football has been since Mm -hmm. 1992, like, you know, different rosters, slightly better visuals. Occasionally they put in like when controllers got thumbsticks, like they assigned things you could do with the sticks, but it was still ultimately the same game with new rosters that you just kept paying for every year. And that's what like Call of Duty is doing. And that's why some years of like Madden football sucked. Because, like, whatever they tried to tweak was the wrong thing. They took the th- whatever that people liked the previous year, uh, made that worse, added stuff that nobody asked for. Uh, and that's and that's what happens when you have, uh, you, you know, I, I think that's the danger of being uh, a tentpole franchise, unless that tentpole is part of the N- Nintendo circus tent, you know? Yeah. That's because just, they don't care. They don't care that Metroid's not making a, a kajillion dollars. Like, they're just like, we just want to make a good Metroid game. We're not going to put it out until it's good.
1: Yeah. And they have the luxury of doing that, too. Um, you know, it, it depends on the developer, of course. But its it just costs so much money to make these big games that they're going to bet on something that's safe. So yeah. I think that our, you know, indie games, there are tons of fantastic ones, too. You know, labors of love and everything. We had the great experiences with indie games, I would say, in the last decade, yeah. if not more. Yeah, but real renaissance. It feels like that double A space has some potential, but then you look at like the Immortals of Avium or whatever that one does came out and yeah. it wasn't an immediate hit, so they had to lay off half their staff basically.
0: But it That's, looked cool. Like that was yeah. a game that I think a lot of us were probably like, you know, when that goes on sale, because let's just be real, like especially <clears throat> as a dad, uh, you can't spend all your money on games. And yeah. honestly, I don't think I really want to, because I think if I were budgeting out more like of my, you know, my, my paycheck for like game buying, I think I would have a bigger backlog, more games sitting in plastic. I don't think I would play more. You know what I mean? Like, so like, uh, but like, you know, when you get those sales, like nothing feels better than like finding a really good sale. And then like the game just rips, you know, it's like, like so good. You're like, man, I just got like, now here's the thing. A, A lot of times, uh, cause I, I, want, I want people to know that like, if you're thinking that you might like a game, uh, you should, you should get it. Like if it, as long as it's not like broken upon release, you should get it, support the devs. Um, I, I have a tendency to double and triple dip on copies of games. So that's mm-hmm. why that's where I'm coming from on this. Uh, I think that's why I like sales because <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm the guy that's out here buying certain things on each platform so that I can play it wherever. Uh, cause I'm an idiot. Um, but like, you know, you, you vote vote with your with you know your wallet but like at the same time like that that's where we're at it's a double-edged sword i don't even know what the answer is because like that that immortals of uh avenum whatever uh look cool and i was like legit gonna probably try it i was gonna buy it at some point but it's like oh they laid off half their staff now i, I now it's got a, a a bad taste
1: yeah but it's you know, it's so difficult to develop games anymore, Um, especially when you are expecting these pole franchises to be as bombastic as they are, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, there's different Call of Duty because they're supporting that online thing. But you look at Sony is probably the biggest one right now because they keep punching out these single-player narrative games, which, you know, that's kind of my favorite type of game anyway. Yes, same here. And then you have, of course, you know offshoots like you know remedy cranking out also single player narrative games as a cd product red with you know mixed success sometimes yeah. uh but great games that don't exist in and they are more now triple a massive studio but remedy isn't that big for example still and right. i mean i've heard great things about alan wake too right
0: yeah was amazing
1: I, you know they keep having a high quality uh, but i feel alan like the double is, yeah. is a
0: game i've just i really want to get to you know for our game of the year episode but i don't i just don't see it happening
1: now that's there's too many games we're gamer yeah. dad still it's just yeah. impossible especially like, like you mentioned Valhalla these multi-hundred-hour games with collectathons everywhere yeah. the Ubisoft yeah. curse
0: yeah uh, Thank, thanks thanks Ubisoft you've, yeah. really, you've jinxed it for the rest for the rest okay, of the, the game industry
1: the, the tower was good and Far Cry and Assassin's Creed in the beginning were over the tower. Please stop yeah. giving us towers to climb.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like especially like when they start getting real complicated and you gotta sometimes like mantle over things and like jump over tight spaces or fall all the way down. Yeah. That's not my favorite. I like there's gotta be a better way to open up the map. Or just have it yeah. open. Like just like, just have it open as as you uncover, it. like as you get to the place, like stuff under yeah. the map populates. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Don't be afraid of that. Just do it. <laughs> no and that's
1: actually i haven't gotten so i beat horizon zero dawn into long ago and that's of course has the the walkers with the tower i mean it's literally a tower yeah. mechanic right i don't know is there one in the second game because of the forbidden yeah. west
0: the funny thing I, is like i started that and i was like okay i want to play this when like this is the only thing i'm playing <laughs> uh, and i just like haven't gotten back to it uh yeah. i don't know what i don't remember so i'm not super far i don't even mm-hmm. think i've I haven't gone very I'm far gonna...
1: either, but I was curious if it still has towers because you get to the point where the technological feat is possible to show you the world almost uninhibited, like the way that Breath of the Wild does. But of mm-hmm. course, the Switch has its own drawbacks and limitations. And, but and once it does you have get towers, or... yeah, exactly. But once you get to the point where you can see the world and say, "I want to go there" uh, and do that dynamically in the way that makes sense, you don't necessarily need the towers anymore. Uh, right? But
0: it's you know, it's so much more enjoyable and it feels more rewarding to uh, have that be something like you see it and you go there, but not because like a a waypoint on the map told you to.
1: Yeah. Witcher 3, I feel has that vibe to it where you're just exploring. um.
0: And Elden Ring is real, real similar. I know that a lot of people, because it is a a difficult game from soft game, uh, but it is very much uh, reveal the map at, at your at your leisure like it's not it's not pointing you know it it doesn't hold your hand to point you in directions which Mm -hmm. i really i really enjoyed uh i still think i like elden ring above both breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom but uh man those nintendo games are really good
1: they're really good especially considering what they work with it's an amazing feat they were able to crank that out oh yeah Um, i'm a little curious i was going to ask you as well it's like what if you could put like a wish list on a superhero game today, has the new Spider-Man games fulfilled that wish list on a superhero level, or what I kind of thing to be, would yeah, you
0: see? that is a really good question because like I think <clears throat> Spider-Man Two is basically everything I want in a Spider-Man game, uh, it, it, up to and including like the cast of all, all the you know characters it includes. But growing up, like I was a huge X-Men fan. Like that's like always been like extremely like my thing. So, like, I'm really excited that, you know, Insomniac is doing a Wolverine game, but I also really want an X-Men game. (laughs) And so, like, to answer your question, like, I don't know, because, like, I don't want my my answer to be outdated as soon as the Wolverine game drops, which I've I've heard rumors as soon as like late next year. Oh, who who knows? Because like at the sort of like (laughs) working on that where they put the finishing touches on uh, Spider-Man 2, like. I want I want Wolverine. I want like, you know, a lot of the, the the characters that I that I grew up with watching in the in the 90s because I love the X-Men villains. I love Magneto. Uh, Apocalypse is one of my absolute favorite villains because he's so old and interesting and he's got Speaking of Apocalypse, uh, that, that PS2 X uh, and uh, Xbox uh what is it? X-Men Legends? X-Men Legends, yeah. yeah. X-Men Legends 1 and 2
1: or Amazing So is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, yeah, the fact all that the Marvel Nintendo Alliance was-
0: games Yeah,
1: the fact they brought back the third one and there was a DC tried as well with Justice League Heroes. Um, So it was a carbon copy of that game, but didn't get as far. didn't get as punched through because I mean, the (laughs) Legends games uh, I think were really good from the perspective they really took the uh, source material with reverence and like kind of expanded on it. Um,
0: Because yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is way up there for me. I wish I had like more narrative stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I want to I kind of want to see like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance on like a like a PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, like, yeah, like a like a like a like a full a full fledged, like fully featured, you know, give it the triple A treatment or at least double A plus. But I would uh, I would also like to see like a new like spin on the Rise of Apocalypse now that I started thinking about it. Yeah. Because I just I enjoyed that. Like I thought that was real good. Like it doesn't even have to be, because I feel like that one was also a product of the time. Very like a grittier X-Men. You know, yeah. Kind of feel. But like do it up with like uh I don't know, the 90s uh cartoon feel. Because like that mm. was a re- that was and is still a good show. Um I I just I just really loved it as a kid. I think it yeah. I think it's still good. Uh <laughs> you know, some of the animation now, uh in you know, 2023 is not as uh awesome as it was at the time Uh, but it's still like really good you know my kids like watching it so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that would be kind of cool to do something like in in that in that vein uh you know how like platinum did uh transformers devastation did you did you play that one like i didn't play it no oh the the visual style of that was really cool because it was like modern but also like throwing it back to you know the the 80s early 90s cartoon uh and so like i think that's what i would like something like that maybe ultimate alliance looking like looking like that rise of apocalypse kind of thing i think that would be cool because those were just good games that i, I don't know man i think a lot of times people especially at that time we we're coming off of uh, a lot of years in the mid to late 90s of really bad licensed games so i know <laughs> yeah. a lot of, i i knew a lot of people specifically that were like i'm not going to play the new x-men game it's probably going to be terrible like every <laughs> every yeah. licensed product is terrible like that was well, just it's like sl-
1: on uh PS2, Xbox, and, and GameCube, there was that uh X Men 2 Wolverine's Revenge tie in, and that's actually good. Like, yeah, it's, I've
0: heard I've heard that the movie's terrible, but like, yeah, it, the, the one with uh, with, with Hugh Jackman and uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a Deadpool where there's like mouth closed, like completely like, shut, yeah, that one. <laughs> well, this one is
1: actually based, I believe, on on oh, yeah, yeah, X Men yeah. 2, yeah, uh, yeah, so it came out with the, the movie and the game is mostly fo- focusing on Wolverine. I haven't played it that far, but I finally picked it up uh, not too long ago and played it a little bit. And it's actually, especially taking the time and consideration, it's good. I mean, it's oh, like man. it tries to work with the source material and think what Wolverine can do or not do uh, and try and make it interesting and not just a want bar see, and it punched.
0: I want to see a cool way because <laughs> a superpower that I think is really interesting but that never comes up in games uh, that Spider-Man Hulk and Wolverine all share is a healing factor. And I want to see, like, I, I don't know how I would do it. Uh, maybe I'll come back to this someday. If we talk more about superhero games, because we're going to have to wrap up soon. And I didn't even get to talk about the fighting games, like vs. <laughs> Capcom and X-Members, Street Fighters. Uh, the, some of my favorite games of all time. Like mm. I have so much to say about that. I think I could do an episode on just those two. You can but, take like, us for a ride. Yeah. And take you for a ride. Oh man. I got the uh, the the one up the Mar- uh, arcade one up cabinet about f- six feet from me right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, what, oh, I'll I totally lost my thought because I was then I started <laughs> thinking about that the Wolverine movie with uh, with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, and it was like yeah. really bad before they rebooted it. It was I, bad. It was. I was kind bad. of like chuckling to myself. And then now I can't remember where I was going with that.
1: Because we just had also uh, the Marvel Midnight Sun right just mm-hmm. came out, and that's Axis, the uh, makers of the XCOM remakes yeah. here now, and um, I've heard good things about that one as well. One I, that I might I, pick it's up. Still pl- it's still in plastic. It's
0: in plastic on my shelf right now. I want to. <laughs> I do want to check it out because yeah. uh, they're like, hey, uh, it's like, do you like XCOM? Yeah. Do you like Marvel and specifically the Midnight Sun storyline? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really good uh highly recommend you check that out if you get a chance. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's not for everybody, but I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and everything I've heard about the game is that it's, like, real good. It's got, like, <coughs> like relationship, like, yeah. building, uh, like, where you can, like, you know, strengthen your bonds with other characters. And anyone who's listened to me talk about Persona knows I love that in games. I didn't yeah. know that I would like that. But after I played some Persona games, uh, I was like, this is awesome. Like, social links... <laughs> Like this, like, you know, the closer you are with your friends, like the stronger, like your attacks, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, Ryan and I, the be- best friends since you know third grade, like we could do some like really cool, like double team attacks. Like <laughs> if we were like in a video game, because yeah. like we've known each other for so long, we would just come up with crazy stuff. And so like that kind of stuff makes sense to me. And so uh, everything about it sounds sounds good. Uh, I don't think it did financially as <laughs> as good as they were no, hoping. But that's
1: always a struggle too, because uh, superhero—the first thing you think of is just walk around punching people, right? It's kind of a natural yeah. thing because I mean that's what superheroes do a lot. They yeah they always end up in fisticuffs, even yeah. though they have ridiculous powers. They're always just someone punching someone else. But so it's a natural lending to that, and that's why of course the beat em ups work so well. You know you have your yeah. uh, X Men, the arcade game, and uh even yeah. more oh, recently excellent. like shredder's revenge is a fantastic oh, callback so right good. so
0: yep i was gonna i was gonna mention that too because i i love it like That's uh great. street streets of rage 2 uh as i have mentioned was my favorite streets of rage despite the fact that streets of rage 3 is better uh if you haven't been like if you haven't been playing those even though i mentioned them before uh dear listener please check them out uh and then turtles in time used to be my favorite turtles game uh <laughs> one of the coolest I, I i think i've told this story one of the coolest uh, moments I've ever had with turtles in time was recently playing it uh you know on an analog super nt uh mm. with my uh my youngest son who was homesick sick from school i'm like let's just play some turtles in time let's just do it like that that sounds fun let's just let's just do that and we played through the whole thing and uh <laughs> uh you know beat the game and I was like this is like one of my favorite kids Uh, favorite well yeah he's one of my (laughs) my two favorite kids you know i've got two yeah uh one of my favorite games from childhood that i just got to play you know with my son and i absolutely probably had like a thought when i was younger like i want to play this game with my kids someday like i love turtles i love turtles in time that's great and it's a
1: rare occurrence where the home port is like better than the arcade i mean the Super Nintendo version is amazing
0: yeah it was like and and uh there, there, are some uh, some good reviews out there. I think Indie Gamer Chick has talked about uh, like the Super Nintendo versus the uh, arcade versions, and why like the Super Nintendo one is actually just like just better. Yeah. Um, and 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 on that note, also the uh, the Genesis Hyperstone Heist, which is mm-hmm. like a remix without like the time travel element and a couple of similar overlapping themes, uh, is really good, really underrated. People gave it so much crap at the time because it wasn't Turtles in Time. But it is a really good turtles game.
1: Until you get to the the boss gauntlet at the end, maybe. But yeah, that Yeah, it, it's very good.
0: Yeah, it's uh like you know uh, there's just it happens. Yeah. Like uh there's 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 like a couple of... like because I think the jump kick like feels better in the Genesis than it does in Turtles in Time uh, yeah. on Super Nintendo, and so like you do a lot of that to like you know negate enemy attacks from the air, and so like it becomes important. But I remember <laughs> playing the Super Nintendo version and the arcade version and just not being able to hit Baxter Stockman in that first level, no matter how <laughs> many times you... I'm like, I'm kicking right through him. Like, yep. what is happening?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so, like, on the Genesis, like, when you go to, like, kick something, you actually do it, and you're like, okay, that feels good. I like that. Yeah. like It turtles- doesn't have as
1: much uh, parallax or uh, depth movement in the Genesis yeah. one, right? And that that yeah. helps you as like, <clears throat> gameplay, and the Super Nintendo one really goes up and down a lot. So
0: I think Turtles, like we talked about earlier similar to Batman, you know, similar to, you know, a couple others, like it makes sense. Cause like they would have a health bar. Yep. They're not like invulnerable. They don't have a healing factor. And so like mm. turtle schemes are just always so fun. Like they're just perfect for, for beat them ups. Because when you're playing with the figures as a kid, you're just beating up the, the bad guys, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> it doesn't need to be more than that.
1: Oh, and and beating up can be a nice... This, I mean, we watch a cartoon when they're walking around with weapons. No one actually gets hurt except like a band-aid on her head, right? Right. It's a little different than when you're talking about some of these superheroes that could level a city, uh, yeah. which is just a thought, right? How do you make Magneto interesting without making him completely overpowered, right? And Right. Um, you know, you, you play these games like in the uh, X-Men Legends games, right? You can have, play as Magneto in the second one. And I played that game and maxed every character out. Yeah. And you have some of these with super strength, like, oh, wow, he lifted a mailbox and he's like grunting. And it's like, hang yeah. on, this guy can lift like a continent by himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like it, anytime Hulk challenge.
0: is struggling with things, it's like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's hard to suspend my my disbelief on that one. Although there was yeah. like, a, there's one good Hulk game on Super Nintendo. I feel like hmm. it was called like, incredible hulk something because there's like just a game called like incredible hulk for super nintendo which is fine and then there's like another good one mm-hmm. uh if if anyone knows uh, right into the show let us let it remind <laughs> me because i mean i can look it up afterwards but i would I, i'm not going to because that's just that's my thing i don't I'm not, i refuse <laughs> to look things up that i that i know will come to me eventually like billy madison yeah. the movie um I did want to
1: mention one game I just remembered as well that I played extensively, which was City of Heroes, which was a, a you know superhero MMO,
0: and uh-huh, okay. that
1: was an interesting thing too. Uh, mostly because yes, it mostly let you design your own character, but they have to fit inside of a massive game. So right. with other players, so that meant that no one was overpowered. That also meant directly into the, for example, the superpower moveset was a tanking profession. It wasn't like you think about Superman, like, he can do ridiculous damage with these right. super-powered punches. Uh, and in that game, a super-powered punch was just, like, nothing. It was like a wet noodle, because yeah, they had to limit some of these things. So the damage dealers, like the, you know, the laser blasters and stuff like that, so the super-strength one was a tanking uh, skill set. Uh-huh. So
0: that'd be interesting.
1: They had to balance it like that, in the same way that, like, flying was the best, like, transport power uh or traversal power uh, which actually traversal is super important i think in, in superhero games yeah and
0: yeah 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 like spider-man like has to f- you have to feel good swinging like, yeah you have
1: to yeah otherwise it falls flat on his face and that, yeah. that's the thing like you mentioned earlier with that uh you know x-men and uh, spider-man game Arc- where arcades like, revenge detached from the wall you know yeah, just
0: get off the wall spidey come on yeah. it's like uh, uh, you know when miles gets stuck to the ceiling in the first spider-verse that's yep. what playing that game feels like yeah, he just can't get off the wall unless he doesn't want to, and then he falls.
1: Yep, and that's why it's so important to design a game around the, the power set that makes sense. Like that's why the Arkham games for Batman, right, are kind of oh, more those sneaky, are so stealthy, good. Uh and martial arts. Uh, and then you know, versus like X Men Legends, where you're just blasting powers and rainbow yeah. effects everywhere, right? Because you're dealing with laser beams and explosions, did, basically.
0: Did you ever play DC Universe Online? I always wanted to, but I never did.
1: I never did know. I think I tried the demo one time, but never actually played it. So
0: I feel like I would have liked that, but uh, MMOs are kind of scary to me as an adult now because yeah. I don't. I know that I don't like. I really like Eddie and I both really talked like talk about this. We want to play Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm I have, like,
1: and it's really really good, but it sucks here's, you in fast.
0: And here is the thing: they said like it's good at the beginning, but it gets real good two hundred hours in. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you have to be kidding me like do you know how long it's gonna take me to get that far into it Yeah. because like uh you know with having you know like extreme add and the fact that i have to play like multiple games at a time like my brain just won't let me play one game it's very rare like yeah. that's like why i haven't gotten back to horizon because i know that there are certain types of games that i can play you know like once i get into them like that's the one game and i'm gonna finish it and then i'll go on but like I keep having these other ones where I'm juggling a bunch, and I just I just never get back to it. Uh, and like man, Final Fantasy 14, everything—it's just a Final Fantasy game that never ends. Like yep. that—that's that's awesome. I want to do that, but <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's just man.
1: yeah, yeah. MMOs are difficult, and I, I've spent a lot of time in MMOs throughout my years. And uh, Kate and I have played together many times, and we do on and off. We get kind of this desire to play an MMO again and we play it for a few weeks or something and then park it again because it's really yeah. hard to, like you mentioned, you play one game. You can you can sit down as, an, as a grown-up. I have a few hours at night. I can play this game and I can make progression and I can be done and I can pack it away and maybe play it again later or when, yeah. a few years later. MMOs are near endless because if you start playing World of Warcraft now from scratch, right. there's tens and thousands of hours of content in that game right yeah you could, yeah
0: i mean like i you, like you know i knew so many people who like sunk like unfathomable hours to me as a person yeah. who's played games like their entire life yeah. you know but like sort of like a bunch at a time rather than like one for yeah. uh, a, a, a stretch um and like i'm like that's that would just like like i want to do it but i don't want to do it now
1: i mean it, it's almost <laughs> interesting because there was a time period there before WoW came out, I mean, I played Ultima Online, Dark Age of Camelot, City of Heroes, World of Warcraft. There was a time period there from like 2000 to 2006 almost where I played way less other games because they were all MMOs. Right. Um, I mean, it's just, it just all consuming. And City of Heroes was interesting in the sense that they kind of made it work, but they still had to, again, you know, mute everyone's power because no one can be all powerful in that game. You can level up and get stronger Right. But you're still like laser blasting someone in the face and ow it took me a third of my health, you know, they're not right. yeah. it's it 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 trades that, you know, quote-unquote superhero realism, I guess, for yeah. game mechanics because they have to.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's it that, sounds interesting. I'd like, you know, I wish there was a, I wish there was a way to like competently and satisfyingly dabble in MMOs if that makes yeah. sense. I wish there because they're they're just not designed for that. They're not designed for you to drop in, you know, Mm -hmm. like even like, uh, you know, I I like Critical Role. I like watching them play their D&D campaigns and like a lot of like some of their friends, like their character can like drop in and like do like a couple hours with them, you know, and like drop back out. And like you just that would be cool to do in MMOs. But like for me also, it's like forgetting all the buttons and like it's a whole thing. And so. I don't know, man. I want to do it, but I, I just, I, I think my, I think the time has passed. I think I just need to accept yeah. it. It's going to be hard. Like I'm not going to, I, I'm not, I'm certainly not coming to grips with it tonight. But uh, you know, I got, I might have to just let the dream go, man. Might just have to.
1: <laughs> you pick up like what? Didn't Final Fantasy XIV come on on like PS3 or something and play as oh, a retro experience?
0: <laughs> you, you could, yeah. I have a, a disc of Final Fantasy XI for for Xbox. Uh, one or 360 I, I guess it would be 360 i <laughs> think it's so yeah. long ago uh yep. but like i don't even know if any of the servers of that one are still yeah uh,
1: i'm not sure but yeah it, those games are a time sink but leading back to superhero games at least it was an interesting take on it you can play it today yeah. in a community driven free version of it uh they actually reverse engineered the server so it's available that's to cool play today um, i
0: might i might i might check it out just because like i feel like that might be one you could like jump in and dabble and jump back out yeah Or like Mm -hmm. maybe they'll just make more MMO light games like like Destiny like because I felt like that was also real good about giving you a lot of the flavor of MMOs but like not requiring the the commitment or or the same type of commitment. Um. Well, we're sitting here at about one an hour and fifteen. Do you uh, do you have anything else you wanna you wanna do before we wrap up? I mean, Uh, I covered uh, other than the fighting games. I think I hit everything that I wanted to.
1: Yeah, no, I think so. I think we talked about everything I was interested in talking about as well. It's an uh, endless topic. So
0: I, I just I, I gotta be honest, like I, I, I don't like, you know, talk crap about a lot of games and I won't on our licensed game episode, but I am really looking forward to talking about it because like it was such an important like <clears throat> thing. It's like really a touchstone of like my my childhood and the dread of Oh, that is such a cool property that I bet they messed up somehow. Well, I can't wait to see how they messed it up. Yep. Look at the reviews. It's terrible. Like I knew it would be like there was like a whole process that just kept repeating. Uh, And I want to I want to I want to hear you and uh, Eddie talk about it, too, because I I know I'm not alone. And there's going to be some listeners who did not experience that and uh, (laughs) might be interested to hear about it.
1: Mostly just like on the 8 and 16 bit eras, like how can we take this very expansive property and make it a size grown platformer? That was right, that was the licensing game, and it was so many bad ones.
0: Yeah, it was definitely more bad than good, but like a lot of the good ones, they they nailed it. Uh, I don't know if you ever played uh, Dick Tracy for uh, uh, regular Nintendo NES, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that was surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh I was like oh, this game is like legit. Like it's mm-hmm. uh licensed uh the, you know based on the movie and it's good. Uh we, I don't know man there's just a couple that just really hit and that that, that was one of them.
1: That's not many of them but there were some no. gems in there. Also <laughs> I'm also gonna, see Silver Surfer.
0: I, I this is going to be one that I'm going to have to do a little bit of uh outside research and not just rely on like my memories of it because I want to I want to get specific games that I know were that were bad that I that I'll probably forget because there were so many uh, and some were like bad in very uh, interesting ways that I'm glad I didn't have to like play them that I could just hear somebody else talk about and so uh, you know those kind of stories are always fun yep all right Rick uh, where can uh, where can everybody find you you can find me on
1: the uh, Rick's random retro YouTube channel that's uh, Rick with R-I-K I'm also on all the typical social medias um, the ether
0: yeah yeah yeah, same. I'm but I I mean I'm not on the YouTubes, but I am on the X Twitter, Twitter X, uh at Joe M Owens, as always. Uh and yeah, uh I don't know, I'll probably get on a couple other social media platforms as Twitter com- completes its, <laughs> its its it's like self meltdown Little cycle into destruction. <laughs> yeah. It's Just a very a, a darn on the dartboard. Slow implosion watching in real time. Um but until then, uh you can always find us here. We'll be bringing you new content every two weeks. uh, Unless we, you know, get a kind of wild hair and decide to release extra, but always be here every two weeks. So until then, we'll talk to you. Talk to you later. See you later.